The Aldis Podcast is brought to you by Aldis International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the US and Europe. Today, you are listening to our ServiceNow series, where we interview the best and brightest of the industry to share their story, advice, and views on the exciting world of ServiceNow and digital transformation. Hello, everybody. My name is Mark Kelly, Chief Customer Officer at Aldis, and I'm also the co-founder. And today, a part of our Aldis podcast within our ServiceNow series, I have the pleasure of welcoming Stephen Borgen. Stephen is the Application Development Manager at Brookfield Properties. Stephen, thank you very much for joining us on the show today. Thank you very much for having me today. Stephen, tell our listeners where you're based at the moment. Uh, we are based right out of Chicago. We changed locations in Chicago five years ago. We've pretty much stayed our headquarters in Chicago for quite some time. We were general growth properties, but we were bought out by Brookfield Properties a couple years ago. Thanks, Stephen. And would you mind giving me a little bit of an overview about your journey to now and how you got into the world of service? <laughs> Yeah, so at my former location, for former occupation, I worked for a place called Applied Systems. I was there for 17 years. In the last couple of years that we were there, we actually switched over to ServiceNow as the ITSM tool for managing our tickets. When I left Applied Systems and moved over to Brookfield Properties, they had had ServiceNow for several years already, but it was in a in pretty shambled state. There really wasn't a lot of management on the applications or the integrations that were in service now. So it was an area of focus that needed a lot of attention. So I dived in and really started getting a lot of development experience with ServiceNow with Brookfield. And for people that don't know Brookfield, can you tell us a little bit about the organization and then after that, your role within Brookfield? Absolutely. Brookfield Properties, they have several uh, sectors, a development sector, office sector, retail sector, multifamily, et cetera. You know, pretty much it's property management. Myself, I actually work out of the retail sector, which is focused on mall property management. So we own roughly about 160 malls across the United States. The focus that we have is to create gathering places that offer brands a place to grow and shoppers a place to explore. So in your role day-to-day, walk us through what that involves, Stephen. Yeah, so I currently am the manager of application development, where I act as like an API architect for a lot of our integration work. I actually manage two teams, an integrations team, which is where we focus on data movement between applications. And then I also work uh, oversee an automations team, which is just responsible for automating business processes and identifying and documenting the business processes that exist. When you look at ServiceNow, why do you think it is the platform of choice in the industry? Yeah, so ServiceNow, it's a very rounded out tool. And I find it interesting because no consumer of an application actually uses the application entirely how it was intended, right? We always find new use cases and ways to squeeze a little bit more functionality out of applications. And I think the versatility that ServiceNow provides allows people to do that very easily. Any examples come to mind? Maybe novices listening in to this who are trying to interest to see some of the value that can be shared via the platform that you could share with us today. Yeah, so we have 
specifically at Brookfield, we have several initiatives that we're working through. We, as we're going through and automating things, let's look at Active Directory, for instance. If you're a small organization and really needing a way to keep track of who's been added to what groups and things like that, you can have ServiceNow actually perform that work. And also the act of adding users to Active Directory or removing them from Active Directory groups. You can use it to create employees, or remove employees. You can really define your processes 100% when it comes to hiring a new employee or offboarding a new employee or uh, existing employee. Another thing, that's probably one of the most simplistic things that it can do. You can also do more complex things. For us, we actually have took a very complex process, which was offboarding a mall, where we would just take the entire process and just have certain tasks get created at certain points throughout the process. There's a lot of work involved in, in decommissioning and selling off a mall. There's a lot of paperwork that needs to be addressed. There's a lot of networking equipment that needs to be addressed. There's a lot of computer hardware that needs to be reclaimed. All this is get wrapped up into a standard process that we built out. And the nice thing about it is once we get it documented and followed in a repeatable process, we can start automating some of it. The collecting inventory lists and things like that are some just one example of that we've been able to actually take out of the human hands and really create a nice flow and expedite our processes of what we're doing. When you look at some of the industry trends that are driving digital transformation, why do you think it's taken off like it has? You know, that's uh, that's a great question. I think I'm sure people are tired of hearing this, but I think COVID really had a big piece of that because everyone was had to flip and switch to a no touch, no physical contact style environment. It really created a nice space to be innovative and how we could still maintain our organization and our business because we're relying upon that physical space. So people being in that physical space. So it gave us the ability to say, hey, there's a lot of new ways that we can still provide a service for people in this world that we want to kind of eliminate some of that contact that we had. When you look at some of the rationale for people to adopt this, and you kind of mentioned why this was fast-tracked, when you look at some of the key learns from some of the projects and the advice that you would give to C-suite execs who are going through this transformation change, what would be that? Because not necessarily straightforward, there's an awful lot under the hood that people can forget about or not be aware of. Yeah, so one of the big things that I really want to strive and encourage C-suite individuals to do is make sure that you staff. That's really a big piece of it. Automation is a great thing. It allows you to reduce costs. The important thing is, is that you don't reduce staff. You still need people to manage those automations. You still need people to go through and make sure that every so often the automations need to be poked there are things that people need to be doing. You can retool those individuals to do bigger and better things, and it creates just an overall better environment when people aren't afraid of the automation taking their job. And when you look at the importance of building a, win a winning team. Honestly, it takes a couple of key elements mentorship, clear expectation path, and also empowering them. For mentorship, you need to make sure that you know that, or I should say that they know that you're there to make their life easier. As a manager, your job is to make your direct reports grow into new positions. 
especially if that's what they're looking for. There are those outliners that really are just happy with what they're doing. And you need to recognize that as well. That is equally important. A clear escalation path is also very important because you don't ever want to put somebody in a position where they just don't know what to do. You always want to provide people an outlet to ask questions, to bounce ideas off of, to figure out how to proceed with whatever problem they're dealing with. And a little bit on the empowerment, it's also important that your direct reports trust that you have their back. If you have them in a meeting, they should be able to speak on your behalf if you're not in the room. It's really important that they have that decision-making ability because they should feel empowered to do that. You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team, or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com. Tell us how you know, ServiceNow is the perfect platform to give people an opportunity to step into the development world. Yeah, so we're really unique here at Brookfield. We actually don't have a dedicated staff that actually works out of ServiceNow. So we don't actually have a ServiceNow developer per se. I know a lot of people might find that a little crazy. That's all. That right there has been the biggest challenge when it comes to promoting ServiceNow and, and trying to get people to see the value behind it. Um, I mentioned before that there was a lot of integrations that were broken and whatnot. Once we got a lot of that cleaned up, it was starting to pique people's interest. They were like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know it could do that when it came to automating Act Directory users and things like that. And by showing people what it could do, it gauged interest of people wanting to learn how to do it. So I then started teaching people how they could code within ServiceNow and create catalog requests and get incidents out of the incidents and into requests. So that way there was more repeatable processes and things like that. Originally, what started with just two individuals, myself and one other person that had a, a very good interest in trying to figure out how to make ServiceNow work, expanded to roughly about 10 or so individuals who wanted to create catalog requests and make flows that would allow them to do more important work. And the nice thing is, is the skills that everybody built as we brought them along that journey, they only got better. So it opened up for people who don't necessarily do coding. They're sitting there looking at, hey, Java is pretty cool. That Glide script is just a different flavor of Java. So they, it, it exposed them little by little different concepts and development mentality. You have people who's who have never wanted to do coding or had any interest in it sitting there starting to write some scripts and starting to do some things that they never thought they could do. It was really an exciting time. It really it was a unique experience to really get people involved. Yeah, I remember when I was doing my first computer science course and I was getting into the world of Hello World. Yeah, yeah, just kind nope. of, and it's like, wow, I'm creating this website and I'm adding these different basic features, but it was so empowering to do that. So I had Andy Ho from VP of Learning and Innovation from ServiceNow a few weeks ago on the podcast, and he was talking about Rise Up and all to get to a million certifications and the community helping and supporting that. It's such an exciting time. We've got Citizen Zero, low code, no code, and just the opportunities for people just to get involved and just see is this an opportunity for them? Yeah, honestly, it's a portion of the application, the process, the evolution of it that, that I find really 
close to my heart, right? Because when I came through the ranks, I never had any intent in working in IT. Let me be perfectly clear. I went to school for business. My plan was to sit in an office and not do much of anything other than do forecasting and sales and all that stuff. And then I started working at Applied Systems where I'm like, I could barely turn on a computer and I was doing help desk. And after some time, I just started enjoying it. I saw a lot of opportunity and I'm like, this is really fun. So I never had any formal coding experience. Everything has been self-taught from Google. I always enjoy having conversations with people who have had good knowledge base, a good education around coding, because it's just, I'm always learning a, a different ways of doing things. Because again, I never had that foundation that everybody else had. It's, Help Desk is a really, really good foundation for problem solving, figuring out from a user perspective how they're seeing the world and how to go about that. And then the self-learning, what, boy, is that important for the day and age that we live in? So you're ahead of the game on that because <laughs> it's being flipped on it on its head. Advice to your younger self, Stephen, if you were starting out and on this journey again, what advice would you offer? Yeah, there's two pieces of information that I really wish I would have capitalized as I was younger. One is, is is never get complacent. Always grow, always evolve, always live in a state of slightly uncomfortableness, right? That right there is always going to force a person to push forward to create a better environment that they're in. The second piece is you don't know what you don't know. A lot of people think that, hey, builds off of the complacent aspect of it. They're happy with where they're at. There's not really anything out there, but there could be something out there that might make you even happier. So it's always good and healthy to have conversations and really start trying to make sure that you know what is out there in other industries or even in the same industry. I like that idea. Just having those conversations that are kind of open minds, you just never know where it's going to take you. I agree 100%. You've been listening to the Oldest Podcast as part of our ServiceNow series. My name is Mark Kelly, and I'm delighted to be chatting with Stephen Borgman. Stephen is the Application Development Manager of Brookfield Properties, and Stephen's been walking us through his journey to now, how we got into the world of utilizing ServiceNow, why it's a platform of choice. We talked a little bit about some of the applications across organizations about how it can be used, and some of the key learns from projects and the advice to the C-suite to take into consideration when they're going on their digital transformation journey. We also talked a little bit about winning, uh, building a winning team, and how ServiceNow is the perfect platform for an opportunity for people to step in and find out more about development as a foundation. And we finally finished the podcast with Stephen's advice to his younger self and having open conversations and seeing where they will go. Stephen, thanks very much for your time today. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a delight. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Oldest Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. You can also head over to our website, www.aldis.com, to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles, and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.